All right, it's time for our Ramwick preview. Uh, let's welcome in once again, Brody Nixon. Hello again, Brody. Good morning, Jason. Seems like just a short time ago I was speaking to you. <laughs> it does. Uh, deja vu all over again, as they say. Um, uh, yeah, interesting to hear uh, some comments there. We, we had a look at a couple of your trialers for those that missed it uh, earlier with Amazing Eagle and, uh, and Time to Boogie. Um, are you pleased what you heard from uh, from Gerald and, uh, and also from Rachel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and both very good judges as well. So when they're more than happy to give some of their horses a push, I'm more than happy to follow them in. Absolutely. Now, I think Richie Gallant is with us as well. Hello, Rich. No, Richie's not there. Hurls, are you there? Mate, I'm here. <laughs> You're always here. <laughs> Ready and firing. How are you? You're very Let's well. Let's go with the scratchings. You usually get critiqued on that. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the text line normally uh, gives feedback as to how you perform with the scratching. Yeah, yeah that's right. People can get, uh, yeah, they, they like it done a particular way, don't they? Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Hopefully I, went, hopefully I went slow enough and provided <laughs> sure all the did. information. Anyway, yeah. we'll see. A good day's racing coming up. Uh, just looking, you know, we've got one uh, odds on favourites throughout the day. Uh, but away from that, um, yeah, most of these races are pretty wide open. So um, good competitive racing. And you possibly have to back a couple of winners and uh, and you'll end up in front. So let's hope that can be the case. Yeah, good sort of benchmark racing uh, today. Uh, is there an early push for something, Hurls? Um, yeah, I'll just the odds on favourite, as I said, uh, We've got uh, now, we'll put it uh, Emperor's into $1.75. So it's been really popular all week. But really competitive betting race is uh, what I'm referring to almost as a, a mini Ingham uh, is race number seven, the open handicap over the 1,600. It's a really good race. Good beanies uh, now our favourite. But um, we did lose uh, Lechvart uh, this morning, which uh, has attracted significant deduction there. But... Um, yeah, good competitive uh, racing throughout the day, and no doubt uh, some brecky bets will continue to come in. <laughs> brecky bets, love it. Yep, that's absolutely. The that's the one. Uh, just a, all right, Richie Calendar is now. Hello, big boy. Hello, Jace. Hello, Brody. Everybody, hope you have a having a wonderful start of the weekend. Yeah, a hundred percent. Day at today at uh, Ramwick. Looking forward to it. Going to be a little bit warm out there, but. Um, We'll see how we go. The interest, the first race will be interesting in terms of how a few of these handle. We said the same thing last week, Earls, didn't we, with uh, with a couple of the babies uh, going around. Um, and the shortest price favourite of the day, Amazing Eagle. Take us through the market here in the first. Yeah, so I think we do have two odds on favourites on the program. Uh, we're just um, redoing, just on the tab website, they're, uh, they're just sorting a couple of things out. So I'll just give you the uh, prices as they stand for the moment. Amazing Eagle. $1.50, clearly best backed runner. Anadode's $5.50, $7.50 Tardelli. Skogafoss is a $10 chance, $11 Moonraker. Wall Council, 16 and the Labbing at uh, $31 as we speak. So amazing eagle. Uh, short price favourite to kickstart the program. All right, Brady, we heard um, earlier that, uh, you know, Gerald wasn't, didn't think that an amazing eagle had to sort of jump and, and run. So does that mean Anode probably leads on its own here? I wouldn't be surprised if in a node rolls forward and takes up the lead under Rachel King, being at Italic Lodge, so we know exactly where their horses are going to be. Amazing Eagle, you would suggest, puts itself just outside of the leader um, under Tim Clark and should really dictate the speed of the race. And apart from that, Moonraker and Tardelli can lean just behind the speed with Scofagos and War Council at the back of the small field. Okay, uh, Rich, we heard from uh, John O'Shea saying that Tardelli will be a nice horse probably going forward into into the autumn. Um, Gerald saying Amazing Eagles, you know, got the, the magic millions in the, in the back of the mind. How did you read the two-year-old race? 
Yeah, good. Um, one, two, five, and three. Look, whether a node leads or not, I know they'll be positive on a node, but it might be quick enough. It might not. Amazing Eagle might just find itself in front of him uh, anyway. I don't think it matters. I think Amazing Eagle, as Gerald said, um, he doesn't have to lead, but I think he will. I think it'll be just too brilliant for them. We spoke to Tim Clark last night at Canterbury, and uh, he was, um, look, really excited about getting on Amazing Eagle. Gerald Ryan's been pumped about it. The trial was good, yes. A few of the others are only having a look around, but look, he looks sharp. He's been in and out of the stable a few times. You'd be surprised if he doesn't put his hand up, and whether the magic means just comes around a little bit too quick, but at least I think he's a good, a, a nice horse. Two uh, should be hard to beat. Two a node obviously looks the main danger, doesn't it? And the biggest bonus for a node is that it's drawn underneath uh, Amazing Eagle. So uh, if it's positive early, it may well hold the lead. It looks second pick. Five, um, Cardelli, I agree with John O'Shea. Nice colt. Everything might just be a bit quick, but I think that goes for nearly a few, uh, uh, several of these. I thought he did enough in the trial. Barrier one, a big plus. I love seeing young horses grab the inside, grab the fence. And number three being Moonraker, who will probably do the same thing, sit back in behind and hit the lead. Nothing fancy in the first, boys. One, two, five, three. One, five, three and two for me. Richie's covered all bases for me. And uh, for everyone who tuned in this morning for Amazing Eagles trial report, but most people would have seen that trial weeks ago. $101 into about $8 with the tab for the Magic Millions future market. Just explains it all why. He's a very, very exciting colt. I can't wait to see him step out this afternoon. I know a few people that are on the triple figures, so they'll be happy to see him go out there and hopefully make a statement as well. We haven't seen anything too crazy for the Magic Millions just yet, so I think the next fortnight's going to be critical leading into the Queensland summer and the next few races around Christmas here in Sydney. The main danger is Tardelli. As Richie mentioned, I think this is a really, really nice horse going forward. His two trials have been very classy. I think he might just run into a potential gun this afternoon. And as John O'Shea mentioned, next preparation will be back better. Now, Moonraker, trial behind Highness, who we saw win somewhere on Wednesday at Wild. Now, Moonraker didn't go as good as Highness, of course. He looks a fairly nice horse, but you have to respect it in for third. And in for fourth, I do have a node. But I'm going to be brave and say amazing. He's one of the best bets of the day. I'm just hoping for a drift. But as Hurl said with the money, I might not get it. All right. Um, and what do we think about the Magic Minis, boys, while we're talking about that? I mean, do we take the $7 Amazing Eagle? I mean, Stormboy sits at the head of the betting at $5. We saw that uh, Wild Magic Minis produced two of the top six in the market there, Spywire 6 and Highness, who looks a nice cop for Michael Friedman at $8. What are the early thoughts there, um, Brady Rich? Hills? Well, I thought Stormboy was very, very good. I mean, yeah, probably stating the obvious there, but, uh, yeah, two-year-olds, I, I have a a real difficulty, particularly early in the season, getting my finger on it. So I'll leave that to uh, to uh, Richie and also Brody. Well, the simple fact of the matter is, Jace, the reason that Tim Ryan and all those boys in the trading office, you know, they have you know uh, their Christmas party overseas on an island, <laughs> is because mugs like us want to take the seven dollars early um, for an unraced horse in a magic minis with his oh, please. Uh, seven dollars might end up being good value after today, but I'll leave that to you. Yeah. Completely agree with Richie. If you're going to take $7 for one, take it for straight charge. Okay. Uh, we'll leave it there. What about race number two, A. Hurls? This is the midway over 1,600 metres. 
And deductions here for Bowery Breeze, 13 by 12, and Cyan, one set the win. We've got dual favourites here, Vegas Outlaw and Timpanus, both at 360. Cosmic Field at $5, along with Herb, 850, awesome lad. Socrates at $9, and Hope Uno at $26. Since the market opened, uh, most popular runner, albeit it's not the busiest race on the program, would be Herb, and it's currently a $5 chance. All right. What's happening with the uh, the speed map uh, here, uh, Brad? Speed map here for race number two. There's a little bit of speed across the board. Awesome lad should roll forward and take it up. Now, Andrew Martin, now Sky Racing Zone, Socrates, he owns a share of that runner. I think it might roll forward as well. Vegas Outlaw has been airborne to the Provincials. It'll sit handy alongside Cosmic Field. Likely kicks up from the inside gate. Rich, what do you, you like in the second? Jeez, oh, I... You know, sometimes you do the form and you get a field of 20 and you, and you get your mind set where you're going to go and you get a field of, what, seven and you can't work <laughs> it out. I've changed a few times here. I ended up with five, four, seven and two. I've got Cosmic Field on top. I I went back to his win at Newcastle and I thought it was super when he beat Street Candy. Um, and then the run at Newcastle last time out, you just can't give that big a ground away behind toes on the nose. And it was a hand, that I think that was a stronger midway. 72, he gets barrier one today, and Nathan um, Doyle's put the blinkers on. If he can just do things right the blinkers, I think he's got more upside than a lot of these others. He's had seven starts. He either wins or he just goes no good. He's had seven starts, three wins, and um, four duck eggs. But I think the blinkers will put it, will sharpen him up. As long as he does things right, I think he'll be hard to beat. Five on top, I think four tempinists. Not easy to catch either, this five-year-old. But look, he was super the other day. As long as he gets some part of the race easy, which he should here, um, he gets the suck running behind him. I think he's certainly going to be right in the mix. Now, you talk about stables flying. Ben Smith's stable is flying. Another winner last night. Mm-hmm. Arale, the first start for the stable. Herbs goes on board. Just a little bit of a tricky gate for Herb. I reckon it probably goes back and just has one shot at them, Herb. Um, it's win at Kembler about three or four ago was super. Uh, it just needs a touch of luck from where it's drawn. And then number two, Vegas Outlaw, or well, Sarah Ryan is flying as well. Three in a row, just jumping up each time. I know it's another step up in grade. I thought it was okay last time out. I think this has got a lot more depth to it. And I'm surprised it's so short. Five, four, seven, two. Four, four, two, five, one for me. What do you reckon David Payne will be hoping they can accidentally run this track on the run this race on the Kensington track? <laughs> Timpanist is O from five at Randwick but he hops across into the inside track. And I think he's recorded either three or four of his career victories in just a couple of starts there at Randwick Kensington. It's amazing his record on the inside track, but I've never caught the horse and I've backed him more often than not. I think he's on top once again today. And Karen McAvoy goes and caught it from the good gate. He was fantastic last start. He was paddling late. So I think the step back to the mile suits. In for second, Vegas Outlaw. I agree with Richie. We were getting the same price for the Provincials last start and he tackles a tougher race, albeit he's airborne, gets Grant Buckley and Sarah Ryan stable, absolutely flying as well, alongside the Ben Smith stable, as Richie mentioned, for Herb. In for third, I have the five Cosmic Field. It was a big win at Newcastle, as Richie mentioned. Nearly got pushed over at the turn, and then it's run on well at Newcastle behind Toes on the Nose. Toes on the Nose won once again, and he's firm in betting his favourite later on in the card. Awesome lads, best of the rest. <laughs> but he's got to give these some weight, but he gets Timmy Clark aboard in a small field. Four, two, five, one. 
All right, and in this uh, race, Darren Fundell has gone for Vegas Outlaw to beat awesome lad Tempanist and uh, Cosmic Field. Two, one, four, and eight. In the first race, he liked Amazing Eagle ahead of a node and Moonraker. One, two, three, and uh, five. Four on Hills. Third race of the day is the <coughs> 1400 metre benchmark 78 for Phillies and Mares and the Gay and Adrian Pair at the top of the betting. And Zuforia is the favourite at 2.15, now 2.10 this morning. 4.80, Rocketeer Girl. Hydra Hart, 6.50. 7.58, Cross the Ubicorn. Uh, Montfelicity is an $11 chance. Whiskey Wisdom, 11. And Sabranco, 14. Bowery Breeze comes out, 8 by 8 6 by 7 Angel of Light. And Nana's Wish, 14 by 12 Punners, again... Uh, the Wits Zephoria, but it's not the busiest race on the card either, Joe. Okay, interesting uh, tactics-wise here, Brody, with uh, the Gay and Adrian pair. Which of the two will lead, do you think? Interesting to say, I'd think Zephoria with the 50 kilograms likely holds the fence, being drawn inside Rocketeer Girl. They're going to find their spots and little doubt, both being out of Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot stable. They're going to go roll along at a nice pace. Sabrenko's going to posse up in behind alongside Whiskey Wisdom. And then hide your heart on Felicity and cross the Rubicon. We'll all get back. Rich, you mentioned Ben Smith having a good run. Do you give Whiskey Wisdom a, a chance of running a hole today down in Grade? I don't want to, no, Look, it's these type of races, these small fields that can always be uh, a, a little bit tricky. I haven't got it in today. I, look, I, I know when it got the Bickies, it beat uh, Ace Bird down there, Kembler Ace Bird, and come out and won its next. But in a moderate event, I think it was at Nowra. Um, last start, just... Nothing went its way last start, but uh, uh, up there at Dooman. But I, I've found other ways to go around it. That said, Ben's always had a wrap on it. He takes her everywhere. She's been, she's been more more holidays than you, Jay. She's been <laughs> Sydney, Brisbane, Brisbane, Melbourne, back to Sydney. So he's always liked I don't, her. Not, yeah. I just think she's probably got to go back from where she's drawn. Mm. I've gone 10, 2, 11, and six. I think Brody hit the nail on the head. Then just the lightweight. I'd be surprised if they don't play catch me if you can tactics. The only little worry I've got was. I just reckon she might be better with a little sting out of the track, but she's got no weight on her back. I think she finds the front, and that gives her her best chance. Zephoria. I was desperate to have something on across the Rubicon. I just wonder where she gets to from the gate. Has she got to go all the way back to last? Probably. Um, I thought the run behind uh, the thing of um, Bradwood up, Lavarque was, was super, but it got the right run on that occasion. She's going to get the... <clears throat> I know she wasn't slow away, but she got into a nice spot. Today, I think she's got to go right back. And if she goes right back, can she carry 58 and a half, give the other one eight kilos, and then give her five or six lengths and run her down? That's the worry for me. Poor Hide Your Heart comes out of that same race behind Lake Bark. They gets a cold set, does no work. And the three kilos off for Molly Burke, it might well be the value in the race being Hide Your Heart. And then for what I put in, I think I put Rocketeer Girl, who should be sitting just off the stable, mate, punches away. 10, 2, 4, and 5. Basically the same numbers for me. Just swap the last horse out. 10, 2, 4, 6. Zephoria, as Richie mentioned, very good win last start. The ran with Kensington. Not too sure what it's beat exactly, but the way it's gone about, it's impressive. Trolls this campaign was sensational, and it doesn't have to carry any weight at all with the 50.5 kilograms. It's going to be in the right spot right there on speed. In for second, I do agree across the Rubicon. It's the exposed horse with the big open form lines. With a horse coming out of maiden grade, more often than not, it's so hard to win at their next start. And Lek Varte form is good form. Across the Rubicon, defeated a length and a half there from gate number seven this afternoon. That is the big query, how far back it has to get and the leader with no weight on its back. Hide your heart in for third. And I think Mont Felicity 
big watch on this horse. It's always trolled up well, and it's got some fairly nice form lines. If you can put it together this afternoon, it can run a big race than well, the five-year-old mare. Okay, Darren agreeing with Zuforia, so it's a hat trick there ahead of Cross the Rubicon, Hide Your Heart, My Felicity, 10, 2, 4, and 6, the numbers there from Lee Flindell. Jase, Bro- can I just ask Brody a question, please, mate? Yeah, of course you can, mate. <laughs> Brody, if you hit the party circuit this week, your voice sounds very scratchy, my friend. No, uh, my wife's heading back to Brisbane, so um, we spent. A, we just had a bit of a um, we just had a bit of a night last night where we caught up, had some dinner and stuff like that. Right, okay. All been there, Joyce. That's uh, very well. That's uh, that's a fair excuse, isn't it? Let's have a look yeah, at it. Sounds plausible. Sounds like, but yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. You're one to talk. Pot calling the kettle black there, Hill, so but <laughs> having a cr- scratchy voice. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at race four. This is the benchmark 78. It's over uh, 2,000 metres. Um, this is an interesting race where we've seen a, a couple with some early support uh, here, Hills. Yeah, this is the first of the really good betting races. Savvy Lad comes out three by two, the deduction. Dreamfly, $34. 320 to 340 toes on the nose. Opened up at $3 on Wednesday, but it is favourite. 14 for Kabosh. Rogue Bear, 13 to 15. 26 Secret Glamour. There's been support all week for Iowa. It opened up at $12. It's now into $7, coming off that last narrow second behind Unanimous. And we go down to Cruise Missile 21, 14 Phillipsburg, out from 950, 480, 420, now 380, Capakiri and Lyrical Gangster, 550 to $4.80. Well, the best back runner dollar-wise actually has been Capakiri. Robert has uh, attracted support since Wednesday as well. But Capakiri is probably you know, staring down the barrel of almost surpassing toes on the nose as favourite, if that pattern continues. Yeah, some good form there up in, in Brisbane. A little hard to, to line up perhaps, but I guess speed-wise uh, here with Savvy Lad coming out, Brody, it maybe gives Iowa the lead. And that might suggest the betting push as well, as Hell's mentioned. It's going to dictate the race from the front. Toes on the nose has been given two peaches from Nash. It's got a sticky, sticky gate this afternoon drawn wide. Cruise Missile, Phillipsburg and Capicuri can all land handy, but Iowa suggests we'll let find the front quite easily. All right, Dritch, can toes on the nose bring up the hat trick? I think, uh, Brody, uh, I agree with what Brody just said, that he's got absolute two peaches from Nash. I'm not to say Nash is not going to give him another one, but he's just got a little sticky uh, sticky gate with 61. That's a little worry for me. I uh, I tossed and turned. I had him on top originally. I ended up going 10, 2, 11, and 6. Now, you look at Kapakir and you think, and don't get me wrong, they've only been moderate races, uh, the maiden and then a benchmark 68 up in Queensland. But before he went up there, he was well-backed on a few occasions. He was heavily backed one day at Warwick Farm, and he wrote um, the, the instructions were to be very positive, and that didn't suit him at all. And he charged up outside the leaders, and they went along at a good speed, and he stopped. He ran behind his stable, mate, you know. He went to Queensland, and the maiden win at Eagle Farm with a rail out about 700 metres, it proved to be a dynamite horses on speed. He settled last, come to the outside and toyed with him. Then he went to the Sunshine Coast, drew deep, went back to the inside, Saved ground and was most impressive. Now he hasn't beaten much, but he gets 54, and it looks an ideal race to bring him back to Sydney with Tommy Berry on board. Just the big pull in the weights. I put him on top, Kappa Kiri. Terrified of toes on the nose. Could have drawn a soft gate, it would have been clear top pick, but I think it's got the class against a few of these um, for second. Then I put Lyrical Langster and Iowa. I didn't really know. I tossed and turned there. 
Um, lyrical Gangster, I think it'll be better back on firmer ground, even though it went okay last time on the heavy track. Um, but I think it's far better on firmer ground. And Iowa might just get a nice time up in front. 10-2, I think they have the chances. 10-2, 11-6. and 10 for me. I've got Lyrical Gangster on top. So many punters, including myself, was keen to take the $3 last start at Kembla Grange. I think this race is very similar, and now we're getting $4.80. He's got the featherweight once again. Drawn gate number 10 doesn't bother me too much because he's going to end up in the back of the field anyway. Hopefully can tag toes on the nose in the race, and I think he's going to be very hard to beat. In for second, I do have the six further down the board there, Iowa, just with the map and Jason Collett. Fourth up, it's going to dictate from the front. They're going to be awfully hard to catch. In it for third, I've toes on the nose, racing so well. Just a sticky gate, big weight. Today's going to be its toughest test of the campaign. And in for fourth, Kapakiri. As Richie mentioned, this horse took a long time to find its form. I backed it an awful lot here in Sydney in the midweekers and seemed to suck me in whenever I wasn't on him. And as soon as I backed him, it was a bit disappointing. But he's now found form against an informed Tommy Berry from the inside gate. He ticks a lot of boxes, however. I couldn't take three dollars eighty. I think that's a little bit too short. Ten. In, oh, apologies. Eleven, six, two, and ten. All right, Darren's gone for toes on the nose. Number two to beat Cruise Missile Kabosh and Kapakiri. Two, eight, three, ten. Just going back to the third race. It was Zuforia there over Hide Your Heart, Monfalicity. Ten, four, six, and two. Let's move on to race five here, Hurls. This is the Highway, the Tab Plate, Class Three, thousand meters. Emperor Short. We'll probably count on one hand the amount of times that I've seen uh, Tab Highway feature an odds-on favourite, but that is the case here with Emperor. However, it's been a good betting race even around the favourite. Custo uh, comes out 2 by one six by 7 Unravel, Field of Night, Zilch, 1 by 2 Wilbury, and Retiros, 0. This is up the top with Emperor, dollar seventy one seventy five. Blow Dart, 10, 950 to 10 for Florino, this is Heaven, 41 to Kenza, 34. 61 Smart and Dapper, 126 a Scoffer. Then we've got Acapella Sun, $7 into $5 today. Uh, Denny Girls, 41. 41 Sir Ming. Bomamira uh, is an $11 chance. 26 Car Long and Puerto Rico at $61. They're absolutely cuddling uh, this favourite, but uh, we've written good bets for Acapella Sun, Bamera, even the likes of Ty Ling and Jacenza to a lesser extent. Not huge money, but uh, yeah, they're not necessarily letting them under their guard. Emperor with the option to be ridden conservatively with the fast tempo expected. And if you look at the, the betting here, Brody, that the top four in the market have drawn barriers 9, 10, 11, and 13. Yeah, it's all going to be eyes on the outside down the straight, isn't it, to see who comes with that big, booming finish. There's no shortage of speed typically in these highways, and it's once again the case this afternoon. Bumera, Scoffer, Sir Meng will all roll forward. Florino might have to just take a sit there from the sticky gate. Acapella, Sun and Emperor, the two towards the top of the betting. They're going to have to come from the back. Well, he was just probably too good to tip against uh, Rich, wasn't he, last start, Emperor? Yeah, and look... I think with the scratchings, a field of 13, the 1,000, pardon me, at Ramwick, I think Nash can just sit four or five deep with a bit of cover and then just amble up. I, I, I still think he's the one to beat. Will he get better than a dollar seventy-five? I think you will. Uh, Hurls might be the better judge there, but I think you might get closer to right on black figures. Um, mm. I've got one emperor on top. You, what do you reckon, Hurls? 
Yeah, well, as I said, we've got a dollar seventy-five pop, and as I said, uh, they're cuddling it. It's you know, there's other races where there's more money invested on horses around five or six dollars. So you may get black figures, um, Rich. Yeah. I, I think it also depends. We've got the rail out four metres. It's, it's a it's a warm day. It's going to be whether you can make up a lot of ground. He's going to be back, but the thousand metres doesn't scare me that he can sit um, just with a bit of cover, five or six deep. But then again, if you start second-guessing where you think Nash will be, um, you go mad. Nash doesn't know where he'll be. All I know is he's riding uh, as good as he's ever ridden. One on top, Emperor. He just needs, you know, the tempo and a few things to break his way, and he might just be too classy for them. I like the thing right down the bottom at good odds. Uh, Boomer from the Mark Quinn stable. I loved its win at Musselbrook when, you know, did a power of work and still held some handy ones at bay and, in Torfeek Lass, who was behind them. I thought it was an outstanding win, going back to the trials. Now, if she can get somewhere on top of the speed, which I think she will without too much trouble, she might give them something to chase, number 16, um, Bermera. The 13 uh, being Acapella Sun, back to the wrong part at Kimbler um, three weeks ago. She'll be in the right spot somewhere, just in behind the speed, sucking up. And then number two, Blow Dart, who finished behind Emperor last time out and actually meets Emperor worse, but should get a better run today. One sixteen thirteen two. One thirteen two and four for me. Emperor, he's awfully hard to tip against. That was a demolition job first up at Ramwick. They've scratched him a host of times with the wet track the last few weeks. So the Matty Dunn stable's absolutely airborne. They've been patient as well as the connections. And I think they'll get rewarded this afternoon. Brilliant tick over troll, albeit race fit there at Ballina. He looks hard to beat, gets Nash Willop aboard. At Capella Sun, if this was 11 or 1,200 metres, I think I'd be all over her. Just 1,000 metres, she's yet to win over the trip. We know her pattern, she's going to get back, she's going to run on. I think she just might find a little bit too short to get over the top of Emperor, because she's going extremely well and peaks here third up. Brings that good form line behind quick tempo a couple of runs ago at Randwick as well. Also on Melbourne Cup slash Big Dance Day there at Randwick. In for second is the 13, as I mentioned there, Acapella Sun. In for third, Blow Dart, racing well, gets Tim Clark. Going to put itself on speed. If you're keen on Emperor, you do have to respect this horse. Just to see how much at work it does from the wide gate is the one big question mark. And Florino, best of the rest, had a tick over troll. Started favourite there behind Bandy's boy, who looks well above country grade as well. Those numbers for the fifth, one, 13, two and four. And Darren Fundell is also in the Emperor camp, one by one on top over 13 Acapella Sun, eight, uh, this is heaven, and uh, two blow dart, one, 13, eight, and two. All right, let's move on to race six. This is the three and four year old benchmark, 72 over 1100 metres hills. And Boston Rocks is our favourite. It's been very popular all week. It's uh, $2.50 now, just tackle these deductions. And Amnesty, two cents to win, zero Acapella Sun, Chalente. Three by two, Monty Supreme zero, and Orbland uh, is two by two at the deduction. Who's this with Demitas? Twenty-three, fifteen dollars fine vintage, eighteen Castilian, Union Army five fifty in from six fifty this morning, seven fifty accredited. Uh, we've got Marshall Music eleven dollars to ten, back to eleven. Infatuation fourteen, Boston Rocks. As I said, we went up four forty for it. Even allowing for deductions, it's been a move. Two fifty uh, now, eleven dollars. King of Dubai, we went up seventeen. And Silent Raindrops uh, is a ten dollar chance. Just looking at the hold on the race, well, Boston Rocks 
gets the nod. Today, we've um, written a stack of bets for, for buying vintage. Now, just looking at the hold, sometimes it can be amplified, the hold, uh, by basically one or two single uh, four-figure four bets, but that's not the case. So buying vintage, um, yeah, it's met with support. Um, fellas, I ask you, Silent Raindrops has had the habit in the past of missing the kick. I think he behaved himself at Canterbury last start and accredited yeah, tell you what, it's going through. It's great. I really like accredited uh, today. Ooh, yeah. today Hills. Big shout out to uh, a mate of mine who's got a share in it too, oh, uh, Rob City. So he's pretty excited. He's got his <laughs> first uh, Saturday runner uh, at Ramwick, no less. Yeah, best of luck to Rob. I think he's a nice horse. And Joe, when we spoke to him earlier, gave him a, a, a nice wrap. Uh, mm. Whether or not today's his day, we'll wait and see. But I, I think it, uh, I think he's a, a good bet at about $7 or $8. But in terms of the speed here, here Broad, um, well, we spoke to Gerald. He said, you know, an army not ideal for him in gate one. So expect him to probably go back. So that means that, you know, Boston Rocks, Marshall Music probably take it up from those inside draws. Yeah, Union Army's going to need a peak. Speaking of horses that can miss the kick, he is one of those. Marshall Music certainly does look your lead up deep into a campaign now. Boston Rocks will posse up nice and handy. King of Dubai led last start at Canterbury when winning, so don't be surprised to see that horse push forward. And infatuation is drawn a bit sticky there out wide. Accredited, the one question mark is how far back he might have to get from the wide gate. But I agree with you boys before we dive in the numbers. He's a nice horse on the up. Yet another one for proven they can find one, can't they? They certainly can. Um, you got Boston Rocks on top here, Rich? I have got Boston Rocks on top. I think he um, can control the race. He's a progressive horse. Uh, look, it's his toughest test. There's no doubt about that. But he's been most impressive in his three, uh, four runs to date. I love that he can um, show speed early and then quicken. Uh, he controls the race here. I think he will find the front. If he doesn't, he probably sits out what's outside. Uh, one, but I think he'll go straight to the front unless he sits outside Marshall Music. But um, I think he controls it. I loved his trial, and he's going places. But the one thing about it, if this horse has any luck, it might blow him away, Union Army. He's got far better form. He's a pretty handy horse. He's just going to need a touch of luck. And I think Gerald Ryan, you mentioned, you spoke to earlier, might have been thinking the same. He, his first up run last time had no luck whatsoever, and then he was able to uh, win his second up start. His trial was good. I'd imagine he's going to be back, what, there's only uh, 10 runners, 7th or 8th, but if he gets the gaps, he's he's a better horse than all these. Well, he's proven that he's got better form um, than, the, than the other fancy chances. I've got him as the big danger. Then down the bottom, number 13, Silent Raindrop. She's she's promising to, to put a real good field away. She's been terrific. Her run behind Afterlight, who dominated uh, when they, the speed was on at Canterbury, was very good. And then also 12, King of Dubai. No knock on it. It's only had the one run back. And I thought did a good job. And a couple of winners have come out of the race. Dazzle Legend was... I know it didn't have a lot of luck. But they didn't come out and won me a 1,000 yards and it's next time out. 10, 6, 13, 12. 10, 6, 5 and 9 for me in race number 6. Boston Rocks, as Richie's covered off quite well. This horse is very, very much on the up. And Nathan Doyle... Was that Nathan last night having the golf swing there at Canterbury, Richie? Sorry, mate, I was having a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> was that Nathan Doyle doing the driving challenge last night at Canterbury? Oh, it was Nathan Doyle having a swing last night in the uh, the charity golf challenge, but he only swings at halfway. But he, he, he was about ten kilometres and twenty metres short in the in the two categories. Yet he only takes a half swing. I think we'll get him out there in a t-shirt next time out, and he might give Will Freeman a bit of a run. I was about to say he packed a bit of a punch off just a little wedge. 
Yeah, he was impressive. Timmy Clark was the one impressive last night. He's now hit the lead in the uh, the distance. He drew equal with Will Freeman, but due to the weight disparity, <laughs> I put Tim Clark on top. <laughs> well, hopefully you've Tim Clark's on top here as well, because I've got Boston Rocks on top. This horse is on the up. He's better than provincial grade, which he's beat and carved up so far. Put himself on speed at Wyong and Gosford last preparation and pulled away dominantly. He ran second behind Cheerful Legend on wet ground there at Randwick Kensington. But I think the 1,100 metres this afternoon inside gate, he looks awfully hard to beat. The key danger for me comes in the form of Union Army. If this horse gets the gap, he's going to be charging late. 1,100 metres might be a little bit too short and the inside gate's a huge query, but he's trolled up an absolute treat under Joshua Parr and Jason Collett goes aboard. In for third, I have the key danger as well accredited. Just worried about the gate and the form line's last start. Ran well last preparation behind time to Boogie, who's going to be very hard to beat later on this afternoon, but accredited just for that sticky gate, I'm keen to take it on. And I grow with these boys. Silent Raindrops is a huge chance of running a big race. He's consistently, or she's consistently running the quickest splits home of each race she's in. She brings the afterlight form lines, and she's going to be nice and handy from gate number four and carries 54 kilograms for the first time in a long time and gets Reese Jones, who's booting out a few winners in the past week. 10, 6, 7, and 13 for me. So, Rich, it's like a handicap, is it, the golf now? So, you you know, you, your weight comes into it. So what about someone oh. like Minwoo Lee up against, you know, Bryson DeChambeau? No, <laughs> no, it's only on a countback if it's the weight, Jake. Oh, a countback, they, were, they get heated with 258 metres. So, right. therefore, it was a countback. But there's still a long way to go. We've got another six night meetings, two in January and four in in February. And we'll get we'll give away some money to some great charities, courtesy of the agency. And Drum and Golf, who I saw advertising on your show this morning. So, they're powering all the equipment out there. How far did you hit it, Rich, when you were uh, powering, yeah. powering it away in the golf course? Let me tell you that. The big fella's going to wait to the last night to produce. <laughs> you'll get a, you'll get a big weight penalty. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, I know. We're going to tell you, oh, Darren Fundell. He's gone for accredited here. He's made it a special in this race, the sixth race over Boston Rocks King of Dubai Fine Vintage. Seven, ten, twelve, and three for uh, for D Fundell in race number six. First look at the quaddy at Royal Randwick. It's the best race of the day on paper, at least. Open handicap over sixteen hundred metres and a really competitive betting race as well. Hills run us through the market. It's uh, deductions here, super helpful. Uh, 7 by 8 and Lexard, uh 13 by 12. Any reason specifically, do you know, Jason, that was scratched today? Uh, Lechvart, yes. Uh, high elevated white blood cell count, I believe Joe said. Um, and yeah. he's going to save it for the Bell of the Turf at Gosford in a couple of weeks. That earns your day off, doesn't it? All right, uh, Stockman, it's been easy, no doubt, uh, because of the dry track. It's $13 out to $18. 440 Kerwin's Lane, solid. 41, excellent proposal. Darja in 15, 9.50, another one. Uh, King of the Castle went up $10 Wednesday. It's now 6.50. 21, Armeo. Glory Days, $9 in from 13 on Wednesday. 51 for Atlantos. <coughs> Grabini, 4.20, makes it favourite. $15, substantial. Kirby, 71. And Naval College, another one they've spec, $13 into $8.50. Okay, so that's your fluctuations dollar-wise. Um, yeah, Grabini getting the nod. Glory days. That move is off the back of cash. All right. So substantial from the inside barrier with the option to be ridden further forward from the uh, the good draw. Uh, how did you see the speed in this one, Brady? Yeah, you're spot on, Jason. Substantial. Might be the map horse if they do roll forward and take up a position. 
another one, and Dajran are your cleared leaders on paper. But apart from that, there's nothing to really look for, so it might be a slow pace. Kerwin Sloan having his last uh, run today for John Ritchie. Where's he going? He's been retired. Yeah, he's, he's done enough. He's been a good horse to the uh, to Ronnie Finnamore and uh, and the other owners, hasn't he? Um, yeah. One point nine million. It'd be great to go out uh, on a winning note. Look, I think the two favourites are the class runners. Uh, one's already shown what he can do. The other one, we're expecting that he can take the next step. Uh, Grabini, just with the eight kilo pull, I've gone with down the bottom number eleven. I've gone eleven, two, six, and five. Look, Gerald Ryan's shown a bit of patience his preparation with number 11, Grabini. His win in the Golden Cup was outstanding. He, he, he blew the start. He got into a lovely spot, but he, he had to do that little bit of work early. He ran down Fearson. And then he ran behind Fearson in the uh, the open quality, the uh, the race just before the uh, a couple of the big ones. But Gerald elected. He bypassed the five diamonds, whether he would have got in or not. He gave the him the flick. He said, right, there's still a few steps we can take with this Galloper. 53, if he can jump, I think he can settle fourth or fifth. Uh, I, I I think a mile might be his pet distance, and he gets the gun run with the big weight pull. I've got him on top, Grabini. Number two, uh, Kerwin's Lane. Started big odds, but was outstanding um, in the Ingham behind Lock Eagle, attractable, and his, um, his stablemate Lions Raw. A few classy runners behind him. He's got what you call quality group one form and, you know, big million-dollar race form. So he's just going to need a touch of luck from the draw, particularly with that very big weight. Number six, King of the Castle. No, not. Horse is flying. Back to the mile, I reckon that suits it. I just don't know if he saw the 2,000 out. And I reckon he'll be able to appreciate a firmer ground than he had two starts ago, even when he got the money two starts ago. And then for fourth, I ended up putting behind King's Castle. The farm. Uh, another one, Gary Colvin's horse. Super getting the job down there in the Wodonga Cup. Gets a soft run. Barrier one was the reason another one. I pumped up uh, the order a little bit. He gets barrier one. I reckon he sits maybe leaders back, and his run was okay in the Golden Cup behind Grabini. But for me, 11, 2, 6, 5. Brode? Brody's. Apologies. Brody. 11, 6, 5, and 9. I muted myself once again. It's twice in two weeks. It is. Grabini. Um, yeah, he's going to be awfully hard to beat from the good gate. He was a little bit flat there last start at Rose Hill. So I think if you get a little bit closer, he doesn't seem to have that turn of foot. His best runs last campaign were when sitting on speed at Rose Hill. So I think he's going to be very, very hard to hold out. But the key thing for him is this weight swing. In for second, I've King of the Castle. You cannot punch a hole in this horse's form. He's been terrific. He's drawn gate number seven, gets Joshua Parr back aboard, who was aboard when winning at Kembla Grange. Ran third last start over the 2,000. Love coming back to the mile. He's been here at Renwick over the track and trip three times, including a win, and he's won four of eight over the trip as well. He's run behind Wineglass Bay a couple of runs ago and ran fourth behind a tractable in the big dance. This is all really good form, and you know what he's going to do, Joe Pride Stable Airborne as well. The five in for third, that was another one. Great win there at Wodonga. Not too, he beat Bianca Villano. The way he went about it was so impressive. And he brings Scrabini form lines from first up. He might be yet to peak here third up into the campaign as well. And in for fourth, I have Glory Days. I think this horse has trolled up well. He did last start when he was three out of five lame at Rose Hill in a group three. But before that, he was putting some really nice form on the board. And he can sprint well fresh off a good trial. 
And finally, if any connections of Kerwin's Lane are listening, congratulations. Your horse has been one I've been following for a long time and he's had a fantastic career. Yeah, concur with uh, with that, Brody, for sure. He's been a ripper, hasn't he, uh, Kerwin's Lane, for uh, for all connections and for, for John O'Shea. He's done a great job with him. And uh, let's hope he can uh, run a good race at his uh, last time at the races today. Darren Flindell's put Glory Days on top. I agree with you, Brody. I think he's a, a chance today, resuming as a gelding. Uh, Rachel King gave him a, a nice little push to say he might sprint well fresh today. And uh, at, at $9, he might be worth an each-way ticket for Kiramar David Eustace. Uh, Darren's gone nine, five, six, and 3, another one, King of the Castle on Excellent proposal in for the miners. Brings us to race number eight. It's the benchmark 78 for the Colts and Geldings. It's over 1,400 metres here, Hills. Flashing still comes out. Zero deduction. Robusto, nine by nine and three by three. Cheerful legend. <coughs> Super Archie up the top. 13 into 11 this morning. 11 to 10, Felix Majestic. Crafty Eagle, 550. $12 miracle spin. 480 plundering. 31 contributing factor. Vintage choice. Is a ten dollar chance. Our favourite is Louisville in from three ninety. Makes it three sixty and makes it favourite now. Famous Padrill seventeen to fourteen. Fourteen Byron and Zimbrero at eighty one dollars. So the most popular runner here is Louisville, our favourite. Uh, no, it's not. It's in fact it's plundering dollar wise uh, both today and overall. Uh, can tell you, there's been money. Or Miracle Spin. In fact, they've backed a few here. I know Miracle Spin, don't mind stays first up, and it's got a good first up record. Three starts for a win and two minors. Yeah, yeah, good value there, about the 12 bucks. It looks a competitive betting race, and there looks to be enough speed here if you go forward types, Brody. There's a few. Byron and Famous Predrill likely roll forward. Felix Majestic has dominated most of the races on speed he's been in. He'll likely push forward and try find a position. Plundering is going to get the gun run just behind the speed. And Louisville, how close can he land from at that good gate? He should do <coughs> a beautiful running transit once again. Miracle Spin, the horse we mentioned there, you boys like it a price. I like it as well. Just the one question mark to the gate, but it's going to get back anyway. And it's always coming from the rear of the field. Well, he bumped into the promising Cloudland last start to Louisville Rich, but he was still pretty impressive. Yeah, I think he's the best bet of the day. Uh, 11, 6, 8 and 7. I hope, Brody, that he, uh, Tommy's not too close. Um, he, he's a big boy. Um, I know that you look at his first up win at Canterbury. He only just gunned down look only. I thought it was an outstanding win. Look only just got gunned down last night again with no weight. And I thought it was um, by a pretty handy gallop of Adam Duggins. I thought that win at Canterbury was, was super. And I think the run at Kensington was just as good. He was unlucky at Canterbury. I think Nash pushed him up into a spot he probably shouldn't have been and didn't want to be. In behind them, Cloudland had a, uh, a picnic and then kick, and Louisville had to ease and then come back and then chase to get so close. I thought it was outstanding. Third up now, off a good tempo, good barrier, and only 56 and a half, two and a half over the limit. Gee, I think he'll just win. 11 Louisville on top. I think he's a progressive horse. I think the danger is number six, Crafty Eagle. Just got run off its feet first up. They went very hard. Lavar up uh, the Jason and Lucy King and Adard's horse was just. Too quick, got him off the bit chase, and his best bit was the last 50 metres of the race. He'll get back, he'll hit the line. Although you look at his form, you think he's better first up than second up. I reckon he returned a bit bigger this time in. Crafty Eagle, I've put him in for uh, second. Plundering, look, it's hard to knock. 11 starts, three wins, and five seconds and thirds. I reckon I've been on one of the five times he's run second. He's third up today. He gets the gun run just behind a speed. I'm just convinced he wants to sting out of the track, but he's going to get the perfect run here. And number seven, Miracle Spin. 
It's the one that might surprise everyone if everything falls its way, but it's got an awkward gait. But Jade Collard on board. 11 and 6, I think, are clearly the two. I like the 11. 11, 6, 8, 7. Same four for me. Just going to switch it around slightly. 11, 6, 7, 8. Me and Richie, geez, we're agreeing awful lot this morning, <laughs> Richie. Um, I think Louisville is going to be awfully hard to beat. I've been following this horse since he arrived in Australia. He was just out sprinted on his Australian debut at Newcastle. And then he was huge from the back, winning at Warwick Farm. And Richie's spot on. He got out, he got wide, and he kept on coming. He loves being in clear galloping room. Was knocked off by the very smart Aristonis, who was sensational in defeat last week in a strong form race. And then ran into special envoy there at Ranwick on a tricky day in July. First up win was terrific off a good trial. Cloudland last start. That horse is airborne at the moment for Chris Lees. And nothing made ground really all day. Louisville got left flat-footed, got eased to the outside, and he savaged the line under the big weight. Third up this afternoon, I think he's going to be mighty hard to beat. I actually don't mind the 1,400 metres as well. He's going to run it out very, very strong. The key danger for me is Crafty Eagle. I agree with Richie. He's a nice horse. Gets a gun jockey with Tyler Schiller, and he's going to be charging at them late. I just want to see him do it in regular benchmark company. His best win has been in the midway grade, and if you ignore that run behind Knight's Choice, he hasn't quite been able to put it up against the open horses, but no doubt today he likely can. He's the key danger. In for third is the seven miracle spin. We've already touched on that horse. He can run very well fresh. And in for fourth, plundering. I was all over him last start, Richie. I agree. He's been a great horse for connections, but until he puts his nose down in front, I just want to see him go around. <laughs> all right. Well, the uh, Behind the Gates segment today will include the Miracle Spin fan club, Darren Fendell and Andrew Hurley. Darren's got it on top. Seven Miracle Spin to win over Crafty Eagle, Louisville and Plundering, seven, six, eleven and eight. What about the ninth race here, Hills? It's a benchmark 78 over 1,000 metres. And Tri-State comes out, five by six, zero deduction. I'm not slew and Rebel Dean, a three by three. So good, so cool, 9.50. Time to boogie, 3.20 makes a favourite. 4.80 for squad, 4.40 dollar magic. Commander proved $12. In from 21, as a matter of fact. And similar story with Expresso. It's 21 to 12. Speaking for Lipstick Swing, 41 to 26. Then we go to Ring of Rosa, 19. And Orbalant at $8. So Time to Boogie is our favourite and pretty popular. But there has been specking for Commander Proved and that Ring of Rosa money. In fact, it holds the second most amount of money invested on the race, Ring of Rosa, which is very unusual for a $19 chance. It's in from 21. Most interesting speed map, I reckon, of the day, Brody, with uh, lots of speed. We heard Rachel King suggest that Time to Boogie could be ridden with a sit, and we heard uh, Scott Singleton say that Dollar Magic equally can be ridden with a sit. There looks to be a stack of speed with the likes of Squad and uh, Command Approved and one or two others to, uh, to really inject some tempo here. You're spot on, Jason. There's going to be no shortage of speed if everyone opts to, but how often do we see a lot of speed on paper and everyone decides to take a sit and all of a sudden there's no speed? Command Approved, Squad, Lipstick, Swing, all roll forward. Time to boogie can lead if they want, but as Rachel mentioned, she might want to take a sit. All of it, and Dollar Magic can get the beautiful suck run in behind if they do opt to take a sit. All right, got a little race this one, Rich. Sorry, I know what Brody's saying that sometimes you think there's um, going to be a stack of speed, and then there's not. I don't, what, no matter what happens today, there's going to be good speed here. Um, there's too many of them that want to go forward, and I don't think anyone will hand up without 
at least having a little bow peep and whether the lead's there. I've gone five, four, three, two. I think Dollar Magic's the foolproof runner in the race for the simple fact that she can lead, but I think she's just as good as she gets to sit in the thousand. But as long as they're running along, interesting. She's never won at the thousand. Um, this girl, but. I just think she's flying. I've loved the last two runs beyond Eagles Nest and also Lengio 10, who just gunned it down the other day, beat the others comfortably, a soft jaw. You know what? I want to give Reese Jones a wrap too. You know, when, when Tyler Schiller and Dylan Gibbons come on, we kind of lost sight of Reese Jones there for a little while and then when he lost his claim. But, geez, I thought he, he's shown tremendous, you know, uh, a little bit of, in, uh, found something inside himself to say, you know what? I'm good enough to be here. He's riding the last race for Gary Nixon was so mature. He bounced the lead, and then he was. He said, "No, no, I'll let Tommy want to go around, come off its back." Um, geez, he's riding good, this young fella. I've got Dollar Magic on top. That was just a little sidetrack there for Reese. Dollar Magic, the one to beat for mine. Um, number four squad. I don't reckon he has to lead too, but I reckon it might be the go back and through all the replays. I reckon it might be the most brilliant of on race day. So he'll, he'll roll forward. Four squad, three time to Bergy. I know Rachel said it might take a sit. It may well be forced to take a sit, but I'm not sure if they want to. And then number 10 down the bottom, Orbelant, which might be the one, sit back, smoke the pipe, and be charging if they all want to go early. Five, four, three, ten. Uh, I've chopped and changed a few times here, Brody, but I ended up with the foolproof horse that I think gets the right run, and that's number five, Dollar Magic. I think she's in good form. She's absolutely airborne, isn't she, Richie? Like, she's run second behind some very nice horses this campaign. Just hasn't quite been able to get a nose down. But 1,000 metres, if they go too quick, she's going to be very strong late. And that's the one question I have for Tom DeBoogie, albeit I think it's uh, one of the better bets this afternoon, the four-year-old gelding. He's on the up, 11 starts, three wins, five minor placings. When he has been defeated, it's always been by a very, very narrow margin, by less than half a length four times last campaign, and three of those were over the 1,200 metres behind Gaza Blanca, Tintuki, and Brudenell. We saw Brudenell run so well last week when taking out that event at Randwick. Rachel King goes aboard for the Freedman team, trolled up beautifully twice. Just one question mark on how strong it'll be the last 50 metres, but I think it should be too good for these and hopefully too fast from the front. The key danger for me is squad, like this horse. Schiller combines with the Hawks team. One question mark is, do they try to take a sit with this horse? Otherwise, from the white gate, might get planted wide. The $5 magic, as Richie's mentioned, she's airborne. He can't knock her. Just hasn't quite been able to get her nose down on the line just yet. And in for fourth is the two, albeit that's oh, so good, so cool for the flying Sarah Ryan team. But I think time to boogie a special this afternoon. Three, four, five, two. Yeah, Darren's in the grants. Time to boogie on top. Three to beat four squad, five dollar magic and two. So good, so cool. Three, four, five and a two. Brings us to the last race. Hurls benchmark 78 over 1,200. Yeah, plundering comes out. Eight by nine deduction and just one cent the win there for uh, so good, so cool. Leads us up the top here with contemporary and it's our favourite in wide open market. In fact, it's joint favourite with Shohai at $4.60. Uh, Shohai more popular, $5 to four sixty today. Junquira, $4.80. 
Priscilla Stoller, Fed Income. It is a Hall of Famer at Tab. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, six fifty in from seven fifty. Punters, when will you learn? Uh, Dalalat seven fifty. Good luck to Darren there. Smashing Eagle. Uh, it's eight fifty to nine dollars. We've got Excelidas eleven to thirteen. Billion Dollar Baby sixteen to seventeen. Thirty four Lady of Luxury and thirty four also for Marnix. Yeah, most popular runner today has been Show High, but Fed Income four sixty the field last leg of the quaddy. Not easy. Tricky event, isn't it? Uh, Dallard and Show High, do they go forward? Where did you see the speed in the race, Brody? There doesn't look to be much there, does there, Jason? I think Show High can go forward and lead with Billion Dollar Baby setting up outside. Contemporary can lead closer. Dallard as well. Junquira, I think it's proven to be best ridden a little bit colder. So I expect her to settle just off the speed. And apart from that, you've got Marnix. Lady of Luxury, Smashing Eagle, and Grisilla Styler, who will have <clears> to <throat> find their feet at the back. Tough way to finish today, Richie. Who have you got on top? Yeah, look, I, I certainly want to be in front coming the last. <clears throat> pardon me, but just for hurls in the Hall of Famer, <laughs> I've gone 5, 12, 10, 11. I've got Grisilla <laughs> Styler on top. It's just hard to go away from number one, uh, Barrier One, National Willer. And look, I know that the speed's against it. It may well be three back the paint. If, she's, if he's closer, uh, look out. He's never won first up, but, geez, he's run some good races against some better opposition. I remember when he carried, he's carried big weight, 60, 59 and a half, first up, and he's been beaten not too far. The worry is that 1,200 might be 100 metres too short for him. But I'm going to put him on top, Graceless style of barrier one. He's just going to have to suck up behind and have last shot at them but I'm going to put him on top, number five, Graciela Styler, because he's raced against better horses and a few of these that we think can. Twelve, you know, John Quera, Tommy Berry for John O'Shea. Two runs have been super. I do agree with Brody that maybe her best runs have been ridden that little bit further back. I still think she'll find herself that little bit qu- a little bit closer to, uh, today from the soft draw. Number 10, Contemporary. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think the dry track hills, I know that it, it, it's run well on wet ground, but I think it's a far better horse. On, on, you know, close to good or just soft ground rather than the heavy ground. Um, the form behind Gostissimo and Dashing Legend Stromboli, I think, is ideal for this. And number 11, Shoe High, who was okay first up, but the big plus today, and I agree with Brody, I think it'll go straight to the front and T Clark on board. That gives you a length and a half to start with. 5, 12, 10, 11. 11, 12, 10, and 9, Shoe High. I was keen on her first up following the trials. I've got to stick with her today, but I think this is slightly tougher. She's going to go roll forward. She's got the good gait. Last preparation, her win at Newcastle when defeating Blow Dart was good. It was a run at Bendigo when defeated by Foxy Frieda, who's a genuine group class mare now, was terrific. Her trials this campaign have been very, very sharp. Tim Clark goes aboard from the good gate, and I'm expecting this horse, if they can roll forward and dictate from the front, she's going to be mighty hard to catch. The key danger is Junquera. I haven't been able to catch her since leading up to the Magic Millions last year. I was on her at 50 to 1 for the futures. She got into about $5 the day before they opted not to accept and head towards the race. And since then, I haven't quite been able to make any money out of her. But she's going airborne at the moment. They've scratched a couple of times, but she gets a good gait and an informed Tommy Berry for the John O'Shea yard. The 10 contemporary, this horse gets back on dry ground, which I think it will suit was terrific two runs ago. Only fair last start, but it was on that heavy Kembla Grange track. And in for fourth, I have Smashing Eagle. If you're part of the connection, you'd be pulling your hair out. The horse has so much ability, just hasn't quite been able to put it all together in regards to the racing pattern and the luck. 
with Dylan Gibbons gate number two. If you don't have it in the quaddie, you could be left knocked out the last. 11, 12, 10 and 9. A very tricky race there, Jason. It is indeed, Brody. Um, Darren Fladell's got contemporary on top number 10 over Jinquira, Exceladus, uh, 10, 12, 3 and 2. Mm-hmm. I think Exceladus will run a nice race today, fresh today at a, at a price as well. Um, Richie, what's your best bet of the day? Uh, I'll go, uh, there's a couple of shorties, but I'll go race 8, number 11, Louisville, T. Berry on board in the blue and the white. Best bet of the day, race 8 and 11. All right, and for you, Brody? Uh, race nine, horse number three, time to boogie into $3 now. I think it's the best bet of the day for me. But, of course, Amazing Eagle, probably the horse I'm so keen to watch this afternoon. Yeah, I think uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central about to leave us, Hills. Uh, have you got a jockey challenge? Any promos to uh, mention today? Certainly have. Uh, Boston Rock's best back runner on the card this afternoon. Uh, we've got Tim Clark at $2 favourite for the Jockeys Challenge. Nashville Willow at five fifty. Seven dollars Rachel King. Tommy Berry at nine fifty. Eleven Tyler Schiller. Thirteen dollars for both Karen McAvoy and any other jockey option. And Jason Collard at sixteen dollars. Ramwick Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Place a win bet using your tab account. Races one to six. If your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. You win some, you lose more. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight for free and confidential advice. Thanks, Richie. Thanks, Bro. Have a good day. Same boys. Have a great day, punters.